0: Welcome to episode 352 of Live Happy Now. There's a big holiday in February that's all about love, and it isn't Valentine's Day. This week, we're talking about National Love Your Pet Day. I'm your host, Paula Phelps, and this week, I'm sitting down with Brittany Derenbacher, a clinical mental health counseling intern and founder of Luna Bell's Moonbows, a special needs animal rescue. In celebration of National Love Your Pet Day on February 20th, Brittany is joining me to talk not only about what our pets do for us, but to look at how we can learn to celebrate them every day and enrich our lives in the process. Brittany, welcome back to Live Happy Now.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm really happy to be back.
0: Well, we have National Love Your Pet Day coming up. And of course, we thought of you because Mm -hmm. you know pets and you know how they work. And so I really wanted to talk to you about this because, you know, we're all crazy about our pets but they do so much for us that we don't even think about. So mm-hmm. I wondered if you could talk first of all about some of the gifts that our pets are giving us that we are
1: not even realizing. Yeah, I mean I feel like this episode should really be called like the power of pets. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> because I feel like the gifts that they give us are endless. I mean really we could sit here and talk about this for hours because I think you know even if we were able to brainstorm through you know, just an exhaustive list. I think there's still something that could be added to it daily. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's most important first to talk about the joy that they give us. I think that is the most important gift that is so unique to animals because it's that no strings attached kind of joy. And I think that there's like nothing that compares to that. Right. I mean, the joy of coming home to our animals And for those of us who work from home, I mean, I know for myself and probably for you, you know, we're super lucky that we get to spend time, you know, 24 seven with our pets really soak up all the benefits. Yeah. But I think, you know, they also help us gain a sense of responsibility. So they're showing us this like unconditional love and they're always there when we need them. So those are like, kind of like the main things that you might think of when you think about, okay, well, what do pets give you on a daily basis? Those are you know, kind of the main things, but the unconditional love of a pet can, you know, do more than just keep us company. Right.
0: Yeah. It's a constant Mm -hmm. return on our investment because it's giving us something
1: emotionally. Right. Yeah. And that's really like where we get into, I kind of call it like the four benefits of pets in our lives. And it crosses a couple of different boundaries, but we have mental health and mood boosting grounding and that is like connected to like outdoors, physical health, which of course is connected to exercise and then socialization. So those are like the four main benefits I think that animals uniquely give us.
0: That's cool. Can we dig into each of those just a little Absolutely. bit? To, yeah. Because uh, if yeah. I notice, mental health is first, because mm-hmm. I, as a therapist, I guess that is always going to be forefront for you, mm-hmm. but I thought that's really cool. Cause we don't think about the mental health improvements we get from pets.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it's estimated that 68% of U.S. households have a pet. And I think that that number is growing, you know, especially given the circumstances that we're in with COVID. You know, I think a lot more people are bringing animals into their home that weren't able to do so before. So I love that you're having this conversation about the relationships that we have with our pets. And I think, you know, what better way to really honor the love for your pet Than to have a day where we literally are talking about and spreading the message that owning a pet will change your life in more ways than just joy and love. And I really believe that the better we understand the human animal bond, the more we can use it to improve people's lives. So, you know, thinking of mental health, you know, just off the top of my head, like interacting with animals has been shown to decrease levels of cortisol. So we're going to get kind of scientific here, which <laughs> we I know science. is your jam. You love that, <laughs> but you know, cortisol is the body's natural stress hormone. So just by virtue of interacting with our pets on a daily basis, we're decreasing that, which is awesome. But it's also really cool to know that if you sit there and pet your dog, your cat, you know, whatever your pet is for 15 minutes, that you are literally releasing all of the feel good hormones into your body. So you're sitting there, you're petting Morocco, you're petting Josie, 15 minutes, you're releasing oxytocin, prolactin, and serotonin all into your body just by petting your dog, which I feel like is so cool.
0: Yeah, that's amazing because there's not other ways to get it that easily, I don't think.
1: No, I don't think so either. And I think like, you know, just thinking about being able to pet your dog and really hoax your body into that relaxed state, you know, this is also super helpful in lowering your blood pressure. So Mm -hmm. that's cool to think of like our dogs and our cats can lower our blood pressure. And I also realized too, that you asked about mental health and I kind of tiptoed into physical health, but even if we're just thinking about stress, like stress is mental health. Right. Mm -hmm. And so these animals that You know, we used to associate in the past with keeping outdoors, right? Animals weren't really considered in the past to be in home, you know, companions to humans. And now we have this understanding that animals and our pets can provide so much more to us than just having, you know, this fun dog to run around with in the yard. Right. They live in our homes and they literally are bringing so much into our lives and nurturing our mental health, our physical health, just our overall well being you know, on a daily basis. And so not only do pets have the potential to decrease our stress, but they can help improve. Like we were just talking about our heart health. Like that's incredible.
0: Yeah. And I think about how many times a day I laugh because of <laughs> my dogs, you know, and, yeah. and we know that laughter is so important and so cathartic. Mm-hmm we simply don't do it enough. And even on days when it doesn't feel like there's a lot of things in the outside world to laugh at, they're going to make me laugh. It's just, you know, they are going to deliver joy no matter what else is going on.
1: Yeah. And like that deep belly laugh too, (laughs) right? But, you know, that goes back to those feel good hormones. And that's something that we're experiencing on a daily basis with our pets that I think we, you know, it's very easy to take for granted or just not even realize.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And so what about grounding? Because grounding is something I love. Mm -hmm. It's so important. We don't get enough of this. And can you talk a little bit about what it is and why it's so important for our physical and emotional well-being?
1: Yeah. Well, I also love to talk about grounding because I think mindfulness is kind of inherent in the work that I do. And it's what I always try to help my clients with. But I really love to talk about how pets are our teachers. You know, I think about most of the life lessons that I've learned in my life, especially from, you know, just the animals in our rescue, they've all come from dogs. They've all come Mm -hmm. from the animals that I've met in my life. And especially in the compassion fatigue for animal care professionals work that I do, I really stress the importance of what our animals can teach us. And I think that they model resiliency to us, you know, to humans in a way that no one else can. I mean, even if you just think of like Josie and Rocco's story. Right, right. Like the resilience behind your dogs and just where they've come from and who they are now and how trusting and amazing and loving they are. So there's the resiliency in that. And I also think that they have this beautiful way of teaching us mindfulness that no book can really do or no like guru can. <laughs> but they teach us like that, you know, the cheesy saying like every day is a gift, right? Mm-hmm. That is like the ethos, especially for dogs, you know, and I'm not minimizing cats, birds and all the <laughs> other pets out there that people have, but no like, hate mail, please. <laughs> yeah, no hate mail. No cats are hilarious because I think that they just have this way of like, you know, just navigating life, doing exactly what they want to do with no shame. Right. Yeah. They'll just give you that look. That's like, you're not going to do anything about it. So.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, our pets teach us that living each day is a gift. And living our lives with loving presence. And I love thinking about that phrase, loving presence, because I think animals know that the ultimate point of life is to enjoy it, right? Like that is why we're here. And I think playing with our pets can take our mind away from problems, you know, take our mind away from daily stressors and really place us in the here and now. And that is literally like mindfulness 101, you know, the here and now. Absolutely. embracing, you know, the sacred pause. Tara Brock talks a lot about the sacred pause. And I think just that idea that truly living in the moment is, you know, such a huge gift that they give us. And
0: sometimes we might get in the mindset of feeling like it's frivolous to go play, but there is something very essential about that kind of frivolity and that kind of bonding that's taking place when you are playing and the kind of joy that it's bringing to you.
1: Yeah. And, you know, even just thinking about that, like physical nature of that too, you know, physically our animals encourage us to move, mm-hmm. you know, they are often why we have a connection with the outdoors, which I do think connects to that idea of grounding too. you know, being outside, yeah, having our feet on the earth and experiencing life, you know, outside of our home. Right. And, you know, even on days that we don't want to move, right. Like we don't want to get out of bed life is too much and i you know the past two years with covid it has been this way for a lot of people just the idea of like waking up and having to face another day in the middle of a pandemic but you know especially dogs they make us move yeah <laughs> i have <laughs> so to get go out now yeah yeah <laughs> i have to get out of bed every morning you know i have to take my dogs for a walk they need that they need that to you know, to live and to enjoy life. And you know, they really motivate us to play and seek adventure. So, you know, going back to that cultivation of joy that you were talking about and playing.
0: And then like you said, it forces us to be in nature. And even mm-hmm. if your nature is in the city and you're, you know, all you're seeing yeah. is a tree at some point. But that is so healthy and that's so good for our mental health and our physical well being. Oh yeah. You just get outside and be present in nature for even 10 or 15 minutes.
1: Yeah. Stopping, smelling the roses, (laughs) picking up the poop. Yeah. (laughs) Stopping, taking a pause with the fire hydrant, you know, whatever you need to do to be connected to that outside world, but even just like hiking going to the park, walking or running through the neighborhood. For me specifically, I love to do dog agility and, you know, maybe even traveling, you know, going somewhere long distance, packing up your animals and getting out of town. And that is something that I think is an amazing, unique thing to be able to do. And, you know, I think also in thinking about this, this really promotes human socialization. I think- Yeah, like we often talk about animal socialization, right? But animals equally give us that gift as well, and being able to go out and do things with your pets and meet other humans. I think, you know, you, I love hearing you talk about all of the people that you've met through walking your dogs. Right, right.
0: That's the thing, you know, we've told people who, had like say they moved to Nashville and they have trouble meeting people or like get yeah. a dog. You will meet everybody. You will meet more people than you actually want to meet because yeah. it's such a draw. And it's, I did, I met, I've met so many people and made lasting friendships with them because yeah. I was out there walking Archie and yeah. it's pretty incredible.
1: Yeah. I love that story. And like, you know, for me, for agility, mm-hmm. I've met so many people and I see it's predominantly women that, you know, are doing agility and I think it creates this community. they all you know do competitions together, they will travel together doing things with their dogs, and they're just active and happy and laughing and enjoying life you know vicariously through and with their animals
0: yeah, it's a what a tremendous way to walk through life is to you know when you really recognize the value of that animal companion and can really cherish it and enjoy it right. I'm going to be right back with more of my conversation with Brittany, but I wanted to talk for just a moment about how to make your world a safer place. The online world can be an unpredictable one, and while we'd like to think that we're always safe, that isn't necessarily the case. As we spend more of our lives online, we increasingly find ourselves thinking twice before clicking on a link or opening an email, or we might be worried about getting scammed, hacked, or even falling prey to malware or identity theft. The good news is there's great real-time protection available for you and your family. When you use the browser extension Guardio, you can do your thing online with complete confidence that every click is safe. You can run a free security scan right now to see what threats are on your browser, and then, if you're interested in their protection, get 20% off your plan when you sign up at Guard dot io slash live happy now. That's guard.io slash live happy now. And now let's get back to my conversation with Brittany Derenbacher and learn more about the many gifts our pets give to us. One thing that you do that I find so important is the work that you're doing with you have an emotional support dog and you're helping others deal with trauma. Yeah with a pet. Can you talk about how that works and kind of some of the work that you're doing?
1: Yeah, this is probably, like you said, my favorite topic to discuss because I really get to see firsthand how much animals can help humans in, you know, a handful of supportive ways regarding mental health. I love to use animals in therapy. You know, we have a lot of special needs dogs that I think uniquely are able to teach other people lessons and, you know, teach them. Like really cool things about being imperfectly perfect, right? Right. And there are, you know, therapy animals, emotional support dogs, service dogs, psychiatric service dogs, seeing eye dogs. <laughs> like, I feel like I could go on and on like, physical rehabilitation, animals that visit hospitals to visit children that are recovering and going through chemo treatments for cancer. There are therapy dogs as crisis intervention after traumatic events. This is something that I'm really specifically interested in because I think it's an incredible service that is available that most people don't know about. And that's that trained dog handler teams, you know, are called to sites of crisis and provide comfort. And provide stress relief and emotional support for those that have been affected by, you know, natural disasters or mass shootings. You know, for example, there's the Tree of Life synagogue shooting. They brought in a team of handlers and their dogs to provide support. This happened at Sandy Hook as well. And, you know, Virginia Tech Massacre. But there's really some wonderful research surrounding this topic, and I think that a section of human animal interaction of the American Psychological Association is really doing an amazing job of you know presenting on these topics and bringing awareness of understanding about the human animal interaction. And I think you know for us specifically in the work that I do, going back to Violet, you know she is a 40 pound bulldog with hydrocephalus. <laughs> And okay, okay, tell us
0: real quick what hydrocephalus
1: yeah. is for so people who don't know. Yeah, so hydrocephalus is literally water on the brain and it is an accumulation of that fluid that has nowhere to go. And so you'll kind of see like a domed-shaped skull on the animal's head. And you know, this is a condition that our rescue is is very passionate about. It happens to humans as well. And A lot of times dogs can have mild symptoms and live really long, beautiful lives. And sometimes it is a hospice situation where, you know, we give them the best life that they can for as long as possible. Violet has very mild hydrocephalus. So she is doing beautifully. She's not on any medication and she is just absolutely wonderful. And again, like has that resiliency and is able to share such a beautiful story. But yeah, she visits nursing homes, senior memory care facilities, college campuses, you know, in the therapy room with me. And one of her favorite people to visit is a 101 year old Holocaust survivor. Oh, that's
0: so cool. Yeah. That
1: is incredible. He loves it. I think he's able to really like tap into this childlike joy that he hasn't been able to experience in a long time. And one of the first stories that he told my husband when Violet went to visit was that it reminded him so much of his childhood dog. Wow. And so now, you know, when violet goes to visit like it is expected like where is violet (laughs) when will she be here so yeah that's fantastic so we
0: know that pets give us so much like they just give and give and even when we don't treat them well and we don't treat them as well as we should they are still loving and they give to us so when we're looking at love your pet day what can we do to be better pet parents how can we better return that kind of affection and meet the needs of our pets?
1: I love that you asked this because I think that, you know, we really owe it to our pets to give back to them as they give to us. That has really been like my goal in life, especially with rescue work, is to try to give back as much as possible to these animals. But I think it's also important to even just raise that as a question, right? Like we shouldn't just be asking what animals can do for us. We should also be asking, you know, what we can do in return for them. And I really do believe that the most important thing that we can do is constantly provide that love and stability, you know, patience, patience is really key, right? Yeah. And not always easy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And positive reinforcement. You know, I also like to tell people like, give them their time, you know, stop rushing them on the walks. Yeah.
0: This is a great topic. And that's something that you and I have talked about. And Mm -hmm. I want to dig into that a little bit more because- That is so important and it's easy for us to forget. Mm -hmm. So can you talk about that just a little bit? Like how can we learn to be more mindful of giving them their time and making those walks their time?
1: Yeah. And I think that's where we can really embrace the tools that they teach us of mindfulness and being present, like taking that deep breath and saying, okay, I'm going to leave the house and really be in the here and now with my dog, because this is their jam. This is literally, you know, what dogs are on this earth for is to roam and sniff and explore and, you know, enjoy their life. And how many times do you, and I'm guilty of this, but how many times are you out and you see people really, you know, pulling their dogs along, they're trying to sniff the fire hydrant, you know, they're trying (laughs) to sniff the grass and they're like, come on, come on, come on, let's go. Imagine being in home goods (laughs) (laughs) and you are in the pillow aisle, right? you're looking yes. at those soft throws and then someone's behind you like nudging you on like come on, come on let's go let's go hurry up hurry up hurry up why would we want to do that and deprive our animals of that joy and being able to do something that they're just like so excited and pumped to do i mean That's that is literally their thing yeah
0: yeah because yeah, i've tried to get really thoughtful in terms of one i don't take my phone with me when we go on walks yeah. anymore mm-hmm. and that makes a big difference And, you know, when we were in Nashville and we would see at the dog park, like see people and their dogs out there running around and they're just on their phone. And it's like, oh my gosh, you're missing out on this whole opportunity to play and interact before you go lock your dog up in an apartment again, you know, it's, so that's one thing I've ditched the phone on the walks and I really try to take it. Like when they stop and are sniffing, it's like really use it a time to take a breath and really like start looking at my surroundings. Like, let me be as inquisitive as they are about what does the air smell like today? And what is the sky doing? And it really makes a huge difference in resetting your day when you go back to your office.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like literally doing a body scan in nature with yeah. your dog, right? Yeah. And, and I love that you mentioned putting the phone away and just, again, incorporating that loving presence that we talked about earlier. I think for me, you know, uniquely, I'm often having the conversation on the other side with people because I specialize in pet loss grief. And, you know, I often am having conversations with people about what they wish they had done and that they would do anything to be back in those moments with their animals. And so I think that's something that's important to keep in mind too, is like, you know, really allowing ourselves to enjoy these moments when they're given to us and be present and, you know, just connect with our animals and just embrace the beauty of life and not be stuck in a situation in the future where we are, you know, analyzing the shoulda, woulda, couldas.
0: Right. Yeah. Because I know, you know, sometimes we're given notice that we're losing a pet. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it happens very quickly and I've had it go both ways. And, you know, I had one that I lost very quickly and it was like, oh my gosh, if I had known that was my last walk with her, I would have walked for an hour, you know, I just would not have endlessly. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, I think that's a great mindset to have. Not that, oh, my pet's going to die, but like I have to look at every moment I have, every chance I have to interact with them is a valuable one.
1: Yeah. And I think like now there's science behind it, right? There are so many studies that have been done showing what animals can do for us, you know, just reducing the loneliness increasing the social support, boosting our moods, literally saving lives in regards to depression and grief. And we are given an opportunity every day to embrace all of those unique gifts and qualities that animals can give us. And like, why would we not embrace that and soak it up every chance?
0: That's Right. That's terrific. So, yeah. So, we have this one day where we'll talk about love your pet day. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's a great practice to be able to enter every day as love your pet day. And so, what would be like your advice? How do we keep that top of mind so that we really do change that relationship with our pet?
1: Yeah. I really think just embracing that animals don't ask for much in life and are the gift that keep on giving. And they also teach us to be better humans, right? They teach us to navigate life in a smarter, more beautiful way. And so, you know, just continuing to talk about how awesome life is with animals and how amazing the human animal bond is. That's what I love to talk about is the bond that we have with our animals. is just so incredible. And it's unlike anything in life. And even just having conversations like this, where, you know, maybe someone will listen to this podcast and say, you know what, I'm going to go to my nearest shelter and I'm going to adopt a dog today because I want to like live life with this kind of joy. Like that is a unique gift. And that is a message worth spreading.
0: That's excellent. Brittany, you always have so much to say about pets and you're doing such incredible work with humans and animals. So we're going to, of course, have our landing page and let them learn more about you and where they can find out about some of the work that you're doing. But thank you. Thank you for coming back and talking pets with us.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: That was Brittany Derenbacher talking about how pets benefit us and what we can do to enrich their lives. If you'd like to learn more about Brittany and the work that she's doing, just visit our website at livehappy.com and click on the podcast tab. That is all we have time for today. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one.